Hello, my name is Michael, and you're listening to Pharma CR. Hi, my name is Michael Doe. I am the pharmacy manager of an independent pharmacy in Toronto, and I have my current Appy student with us, Mahek Patra, and we are here to present a new student-led initiative called Pharma CR. Hi, I'm Mahek, and like Michael has mentioned, we are here to present a special broadcast from Pharma CR, a new online podcast aimed at investigating, problem-solving, and educating pharmacists about things that matter to us. We plan on presenting podcasts on a variety of topics, including more recent clinical issues, such as information on new guidelines and newly approved medications. We will also be discussing practice issues such as OTC abuse, drug shortages, and the role of technology in pharmacy. We hope to officially launch later this year. If you like our content and are curious to hear more from us, please follow us on Twitter or sign up for our mailing list to keep up to date on our work. The purpose of today's special broadcast is to increase pharmacist awareness on the proposed legislation changes in Ontario and the precedence this sets on future government cuts to pharmacy. In 2015, the Ministry of Health and Long-Term Care implemented a number of drug and pharmacy pricing initiatives, including reducing the markup for high-cost drugs, reducing the dispensing fee for claims for residents of long-term care homes, and an introduction of a maximum quantity policy for chronic use medications. The government claimed that the goal of the pricing cuts was to reduce the overall provincial deficit. The estimated savings of $200 million was not reached that year. The ministry is now proposing a penalty to pharmacies in order to recuperate an additional $35 million. The proposed legislation changes would allow the ministry to lower the ODB fee and markup by 2.8%. This would allot to approximately a reduction of $444 per month per pharmacy, over an 18-month period, starting in September 2017. The estimated total cost to pharmacies would be $7,992. I would like to emphasize how this type of legislation may potentially impact the future of pharmacy. Once this legislation passes, stopping further cuts will be much more difficult once the precedence has been set. Next year, OHIP Plus will come into effect. If that program goes over budget, Will the government implement additional pharmacy cuts the following years? Should pharmacies front the cost for unbalanced government spending? Pharmacies are also under pressure to meet the new minimum wage coming into effect next year. And unlike the 98% of restaurants in a recent survey, pharmacies cannot increase their prices to compensate as the ODB fee is regulated by the government. Are these cost savings that important to improved access and sustainability of ODB as the ministry has claimed in their proposed amendment? The data shows that pharmacy and medication spending by the government hasn't been increasing and has actually been decreasing relative to the overall health budget and funding to other healthcare sectors. In 2010, the government spent $4.8 billion on medications for ODB. That's 9.6% of the health budget. This includes pharmacy fees and markup, covering 2.6 million beneficiaries. In 2015, which is the latest public record, we spent $4.9 billion, which is only 2% more than we spent five years earlier. This is considerably less than it would be if we factored in inflation. In fact, we are spending 8.8% of our health budget on medications now, instead of 9.6% back in 2010. Costs are down 0.8% relative to the entire health budget. 
Despite spending roughly the same amount on medications in 2015 as we were in 2010, we have been providing increased services by covering more medications and more beneficiaries under the ODB formulary. We are covering 3 million beneficiaries now compared to 2.6 million in 2010. That's an additional 36 million claims or 29% more claims. That means we are covering more people without actually increasing our drug expenditure. We are also covering many more medications now than we did in 2010. New treatments such as new anticoagulants, new diabetes medications, and new treatments for hepatitis C. The new hepatitis C treatments are actually the most expensive medications ever created per pill, and is a huge cost factor in the 2015 budget. One of the medications, Harvani, costs the government $260 million to cover. Harvani and other hepatitis C medications are very effective, and it is great to see the government cover medications that would otherwise be cost prohibitive to Canadians. The cost of these medications to ODB will fall off in the following years as people are treated and cured, so the burden of these medications is only temporary. These newer therapies will not necessarily yield immediate cost savings. However, their long-term benefits should be accounted for. We're providing more options, better treatments for patients, and covering more people than ever before. So why is pharmacy services being cut if our expenditure has not increased, and the drug program is accomplishing so much more. Another way to look at the numbers is to take into account the constant formulary changes occurring every year. Every year brand name drugs go off patent, and the generics that replace them provide huge cost savings. For example, in 2016, generics in Balta was made available, and this should result in an estimated savings of $73.2 million to ODB. Have these savings been taken into account by the government? If pharmacists are involved in the discussion on ways to reduce costs, and if the government communicates the goals behind these cuts, we can work together to achieve these goals in a fair and democratic way. As frontline healthcare professionals, pharmacists can contribute to practical and meaningful solutions using evidence from our everyday practice. For example, switching HP pack from brand to generic would save 46.1% in costs, even with two additional dispensing fees. This kind of substitution is easy and cost-effective. In summary, we hope this podcast has outlined some of the concerns pharmacists have regarding the proposed legislation. We hope the government takes these concerns into account. We can see that Ontario's drug spending is relatively controlled. ODB is spending roughly the same amount on medication in 2015 as it did in 2010. Yet, we are offering more treatment options and covering more people than before. We are also treating hepatitis C, which is a large cost burden, but will taper off in the next few years. New generics are available each year, which will also result in a significant savings. Our goal in presenting these facts is to prompt clarification on the rationale behind these cuts and to promote communication and cooperation. We want to find a solution that is fair to all parties. Here's what we need you to do. The government is accepting comments on their proposal until August 10th. We have left a link to the public consultation in the description. I strongly encourage pharmacists from all practice sites listening to submit comments. As a profession, we must stand united and be compelled to contribute actively in these discussions. If you are unsure on how to communicate your concerns, we have prepared a statement that you are welcome to copy and paste and use as your comment. We will also leave this in the description. Please remember to follow us on Twitter or sign up for our mailing list to be updated on our next podcast. Thank you for listening to PharmaCR. Thank you.